Yo, this is uh, Invite the Neighbors DIY Music Podcast. Uh, uh, Bombastic Dream Pussy was on. Uh, had a really good time. Had never met Haley before. So it was cool getting to have a conversation. Um, I'm trying something a little different. I'm putting the performance at the beginning. Um, I, I really like this performance of the song. Don't even know what the name of it is. Um, but I'm like, it, it was it was just dope. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if people listen all the way to the end for these things. So I want to start putting the performances at the beginning. So after, you, after I'm done rambling, you will hear uh, Bombastic Dream play a song, uh, an acoustic version of a song. Um, and then after that, the interview will follow. Um, I again, I thought it was sick. I really, really liked it. Definitely check out their stuff on Spotify and wherever else. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you know how to find a band. Um, you also know how to find local shows. I'm hoping, but if you don't, hit up Church Street Booking and Out of This World Booking. Follow their pages online. Um, they will point you in the right direction. Um, yeah. So again, I don't remember what episode number this is. Uh, but that doesn't matter, dude. It really doesn't matter. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, even though none of you do. Ha ha ha! It would be awesome though if you could like rate, review, subscribe though. That would be that would be fucking great. All right, thank you guys for listening. Here you go.
thing where I just don't tell people that way they don't think about it yeah but it was good that was really really good well you definitely just Instagram lived me screwing up my lyrics oh no one knows <laughs> that's uh, cool EJ says sing me to sleep tiny BB <laughs> and that uh, they like your sweater oh nice my grandma gave this to me oh wait I'm still rolling bye everybody what's you uh See ya. eat your vegetables what you get a chance if you want fuck up yards bye man just talk into the uh Mike, so I can get the make sure you, it's on and shit. Yeah, that mic stand's kind of a piece of shit. It's a little wonky, but what can you do? Ugh. I plug in the head. Hey, kitty. There we go. Hmm. Reason my headphones aren't working. Oh well. All right. You want to test it out? I'm testing the microphone, and this is me testing the microphone. <laughs> I'm talking on the microphone. There we go. Is it working? Yeah. Is it working? Yeah, my headphones aren't working, but that's fine. Doesn't matter. I never use them anyways. Whenever I'm like testing live too, I try to like say anything but testing. Oh. Like, like people like will go up there and be like test, 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 test. I'm like, dude, you have a microphone. Make it have fun with it. I feel like. Ah. I feel I like testing songs and shit like that. That's always the most terrifying part of it for me. It's Is like, testing the mic? Yeah, because I have to talk. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, like, what do you... Are you not good with, like, the stage banter and stuff? Oh, I'm awful. Yeah, I'm kind of bad at it, too. It, uh, I have to be drunk, and then it's just really bad. So <laughs> Then you, like, might feel like it's good? No. But, okay. <laughs> so, like, I... Like, the last show I played, I actually did okay at it. I don't understand how. But normally, like, sometimes my drummer will even be like, say something, you know? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm tuning the guitar now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I do a lot of that. I just kind of bitch about my guitar because it goes out of tune a lot. Oh. I use the whammy bar too much, so I have to <laughs> tune so much. Dude, I broke the whammy bar 
in my I have a strat and uh I was going ham on it and I I wish it was something cool, like I was in a show or something. But it was just literally me in my room, like just going crazy on the whammy bar and I snapped it in half. Like it snapped off inside where it screws into. Oh, that sucks. So I couldn't even get it out. Like I had to buy a whole new trim block and everything. And it was just like I said, it wasn't even like a part of a show, so like no one even saw it. Like I could have made it into like one of those rock and roll moments or whatever. Yeah. But it it was just me. I had never even played a show. It was just like wow, my career just ended. There's a bunch of started. I got a bunch of blood all over my guitar, but it's not cool because it's not my blood. I mean, it's arguably even cooler that it's not your blood. Well, it was just I let someone use my guitar at a show because he broke a string and then he bled all over it. And then I was just like too lazy to clean it off. Oh. It's still there. It's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. Like someone. Yeah, that's you're right. That isn't as cool as your own blood. Like if it was like during a show, like during your own set and someone else had blood on your guitar, that would be pretty wild. But it was like. <laughs> nope, unfortunately. How does one even, like, bleed? I've never bled during a show. I think I might have, but it was a long time ago. I used to, like, chew, not my nails, but, like, the skin around them really bad. Yeah. And so they would bleed a lot. It was pretty disgusting. It's like a pre-show ritual, just get get a nice steady bleed going. No. <laughs> More just like a, like, a, um, I'm, I'm bored and I don't know what to do with my hands, so I guess I'm just going to, like, destroy my skin yeah <laughs> I, I get it do you have any like pre-show rituals at all um be really stressed and then yeah drink <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense like i if i drink before a show like i have to find the sweet spot though it's like, for me it's like drink a drink before maybe two before and then one during and depending on if i have to drive right more after Right, right, right. Yeah, like I've I've made the mistake of like I got too drunk before a show one time and it was even worse than if I was like too sober and like too anxious because it was just like I couldn't control anything I was doing. Like I felt I was just like slow and I I kept like forgetting what I was supposed to say next in the song and things like that. I was like, "Oh, this is this completely defeated the purpose." Yeah. Well, it was like 10 times worse than it would have been had I just done nothing. But then I've had times where I like I drank like one drink like like a like a mixed drink or something and I was just in the zone, you know. I think that's but it's hard to like find that sweet spot. I don't I don't like to rely on it, but it it really helps with vocals. Oh, really? Yeah. Cuz I do a lot of like I don't know emotional bullshit so get getting a little toasty before kind of helps bring that out especially like because i have uh, not so much like with my falsetto but like my higher range like belting yeah it just it it completely like gets rid of the like the the inhibitions there so yeah yeah i was gonna say like that's that's what that's what i thought of originally when you said it helps with your vocals i mean it just probably helps like mentally your ability to just do it without worrying about it yeah like i don't have to i don't feel like i'm being stupid or anything yeah yeah that's like so annoying too because i bet like people like it's annoying to have to feel that way because like i totally get it because for the most part you'll find i'm imagining that people will only praise it when you're able to do those things and and but it's like it's weird that we have like this self-limiting sort of anxiety that would prevent us from doing 
like the very things that make people like the art in a weird way. It's like you're self-conscious about the things that like make it good. Yeah, definitely. And if I'm like recording vocals, it's pretty much hopeless. Like, Oh God, I hate, I hate doing that in front of other people. Yeah. Like if I could just do it by myself, I would, but I, I don't really have anywhere to record. So, Oh yeah. Well, the thing is like, I, I can tell you, like, even if you had somewhere to record, <laughs> like, I, I can record my own vocals if I want to, but I don't have, like, $1,000 microphones and shit. No, but I don't really think you need that. Yeah, it just, I guess it depends. Like, I don't I don't know how to make it sound as good as, like, say, if I went to, like, a, like an actual studio. I feel like even if you just, like, tracked all this stuff yourself and then had someone else mix and master, you could come out with something pretty good. That's yeah. probably what I'm going to do for my next DP. Have you, like, who did you work with previously? Um, I had my friend Pat Pudeski. He recorded, mixed, and mastered the Spaghetti House EP for me. And okay. He has pretty good rates. So, yeah, rates are fucking. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I look for now. Like, it's, I've been recording with, uh, with Nick Diener a little bit, but like, He's 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 not expensive either. I'm just broke. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like 300 a day and but then I talked to Tyler and he said he could do drums for like 150 a day and I was just like Tyler Floyd? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Okay, let me do that. Let me do drums with you. I'll send them over to Nick." And I've been like talking to all these people to like outsource certain things and then just have Nick handle the master files of everything. And so like I was I've talked to like with with Tyler. I've talked with my friends like pat and kyle about doing a bunch of auxiliary shit and then basically just having nick do the the guitars the vocals the bass and like all this other shit with other people to save money yeah probably not ideal for nick because it's like he has to deal with all these files incoming from all these different sources and stuff but what do you what can you do you know balling on a budget i guess work a whole bunch work so much that you can't even like work on the music that you're working so much to be able to record yeah no that's an oxymoron that i'm currently experiencing i lost my job so i was totally unemployed this summer and you would think that i would have been so productive as far as music goes but i was just so depressed that i barely did anything yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sucks though but like I've, I've like lost jobs before well i've never lost a job quote unquote i I mean like on paper i've definitely lost jobs but it was my choice to to lose that job like i just stopped going oh i just i just straight up got fired oh really oh well they they let me go but i it's, it's pretty sure that was just me getting fired yeah, that, that's what that's what they say ever since uh that's like the the polite way of saying you're fired i don't know if anyone actually says you're fired at all anymore we have to we have to let you go means you're fired yeah it means you're no longer an asset to this company what were you doing i was a barista you got fired for being a barista that's like i would i would just be like just just tell me i'm fired like what don't sugarcoat it yeah it's like a cooler story if they say you're fired (laughs) i feel like well so they had it was the owners of the shop that wanted to get rid of me and the guy that they made like that they made him like tell me he didn't even want to like get rid of me so he was pretty pissed off about it but he tried to be really nice about it i'm like 
Should have had the owners do it. Bunch of jerks. Did they say why? No. I didn't. also didn't ask. I was just so shocked. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just spent like so much money on a car like all my most of my savings on a car so oh that's bummer but yeah i was going to record earlier this year until that happened and then i basically just lived off my savings for like three months well it's nice when you have that yeah it's cool tip jobs are great yeah at least you can like i i just started another job like i have a nine to five and i thought you know that would be more than enough to uh to fund like any band related stuff that i wanted to do turns out it's not no um but so i just started waiting tables at pretzel bell like in in ann arbor pretzel bell yeah it's not as it sounds super fucking corny but we don't have to like dress up as pretzels or anything like that it's it's just like a sports bar type place i don't know but it's it's nice it's like a bunch of like u of m sports memorabilia it's very very U of M in that way. That sounds awful. It's it's really it could be it could be much worse though because I've worked in a ton of restaurants and I think like what makes restaurants either good or bad is the people that work there. Yeah. Like, if if your management is a bunch of shitheads, then like it's gonna be a miserable experience. But like this place has like the best of both worlds. Like we don't have to wear like hokey ass uniforms. Like we can wear jeans, whatever shoes we want, and shit. We just have to wear a pretzel bell t-shirt, which still feels like I'm giving a little bit of my soul away when I wear any anybody's like corporate logo. But it's it's better because like the managers are sweet. Like they they let you eat food out of the window and shit. Oh, shouldn't say that. But, like <laughs> not like just edit that one yeah, out. Yeah, not people's food. But, like, mess-ups and shit. Like oh, if yeah. Like, mess-ups and duplicates, like, they don't make you throw it away. Like, I've been to re- restaurants where, like, you gotta throw that out, blah, blah, blah. You need to pay for it. I'm like, why, though? This is gonna be going in the trash anyway. Why should I have to pay for it? Yeah. And if anybody from Pretzel Bell hears this podcast, I'll be more amazed than anything. So, like, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I've got... I have two jobs right now. Uh, but... I don't know. They're both really flexible. So flexible that I can barely get any hours because of how <laughs> busy I am. It. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, I need this night off. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll give you the whole day off. I'm like, just just the night. Just, yeah. But okay. I want thanks. some money. <laughs> but is it is it something where like if people are trying to get their shifts covered, you can take it? Or is it like you you have your job and you're the only one who does your job? Yeah. I mean, if people wanted their shifts covered, I could take them. But like everyone is like no i want to work oh y'all are crazy like i don't want to fucking work that's annoying i want to like lay in my bed yeah stare at the ceiling that'd be sweet if you could have a job like where you where you do that like if i got paid for this podcast that's literally what i'd be doing i mean you basically are i get paid in like uh pats on the back and shit and attaboys you know attaboy i like your podcast hell yeah i mean that's cool i guess I would love to get a sponsor at some point so I could sell out. But yeah, I'm like one day, one day, maybe I, I don't think interviewing a bunch of bands who don't make any money is like a lucrative thing at this point. Oh yeah. No, but it's, it's at least fun. I think we're all losing money. Yeah. I, I've yeah. had to explain that to my, uh, I'm going to apologize for how loud this water bottle is. I don't know if that picked it up. No, probably not. I can just, edit out all your water sips later there's one episode where i was literally eating a salad and like 
I didn't even think about like, oh, I, I wonder if people can hear the chewing. That's awful. I had to stop. Yeah. Like, I couldn't listen to like a lot of the like the shows on NPR because of the mouth noises. Oh, they're so loud and just like. Can you do like your NPR? Like, I feel like you could do something about that. If I can figure out how to use a gate function on like on my podcast, I'm sure they can too. But <laughs> yeah, that's all you do. That's what I use is a gate. So like, do you know what gates are? No. Okay. So it's like, and I, I'm probably wrong in this description of it, but this is my understanding of it. It's just like, it sets the decibel level that anything below a certain decibel level won't get picked up. So, like, if I'm talking, what that's well above the threshold, but if, like, I'm just, like, whispering, or if I, like, make, like, little sounds or whatever, or, like, creaks in the chair or something, it won't get picked up because it's not, like, above, it's not loud enough, basically. You know what? I did know that, but I've had that, like, told to me so many times, and I just forget. Yeah. I I can't learn anymore. Yeah. My brain, my brain not work. <laughs> Well, like, I, I'm i kind of that way with music theory stuff. Like, my body will always try to explain to me how music theory works. Nope. And uh, he always overloads me with information about things. Like, or he'll, I, My favorite is when he's telling me something that I'm doing. Like, when I'm, like, playing or not just him, like, other people at the last show I played were doing this, too. Like, like oh, you play crazy chords and stuff. And I was like, cool. You know, don't tell me what they are. Yeah, because, I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, yeah, because you're wasting your time and kind of mine. But you know, I'm I'm always I'm I'm interested that like people can break it down though. Like when people break down to me what I'm doing and it, it makes it sound like I'm way smarter than I am. Because they're like if if people who know theory tell me I'm playing like weird chords and stuff, I'm like, oh okay, so they must they must think I'm better than I am. <laughs> I just like no, I just think it sounds cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I technically probably still know how to read sheet music but if you were to put some in front of me for like a guitar part i would i would just sit there with my hands just like yeah feeling pretty dumb yeah <laughs> did you did you ever read music for guitar not for guitar i was in band like in my like high school and middle school yeah same here for, like i played alto sax for like eight years woodwind gang yeah what'd you play clarinet Nice. I love the clarinet. Yeah. I had a dream last night that I was playing the clarinet. Really? And that I was like playing it beautifully. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I can't play the clarinet. I wish I could. I, I I can't either. I still have it. It's at my dad's house. <laughs> Don't tell my mom, but I traded my saxophone for a quarter of weed. Really? <laughs> like five years ago. <laughs> I, I I said don't tell her, but she's probably going to listen to this. Holy shit. It's okay. I was going to say, I wasn't going to tell her. <laughs> a quarter of weed. I feel like you got ripped off. No. No. There was, was it not a nice saxophone? It, no, it definitely was not. I So I bought it for $300 when I was 12, and it was already like pretty fucked up then. Like, I shouldn't have bought it for $300. Oh, okay. There was, that thing needed so much like attention that... <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I think it was a fair deal. That's some of the funniest. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but it's funny to me to think about, like, you're going to buy drugs, and the guy's like, all right, what do you got? And you're like, well, I don't have much money, but I do have the saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right. All I, right, give me the saxophone. 
it even I had a new read for it too. So, oh, that that that, that was probably what pushed the deal over the edge. It's like it's reads are read. so expensive. One time, like I was at a garage sale with my grandma, and this was before I had a, even had a guitar. And there's this sweet like like Fender Strat that this guy was selling. And actually, it was a Squire Strat. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make turn this into like a fish story, but it was a, it was a Squire Strat, not that one. But um, it was like this sweet like white squire strat it was in good shape or whatever i was in like sixth grade or something so to me it was just like Jimi hendrix's guitar or some shit you know and uh my grandma was like it was for 50 bucks the guy was selling it and my grandma was about to buy it for me and like what threw it off was like she had me like try to strum it and i don't play guitar at this point but it was like out of tune and everything and she's like well it's not even in tune I'm like, Grandma, it's not a fucking piano. Yeah. You know, like, you can tune it. That's what these knobs are for. But, like, I didn't know how to explain it. Yeah, you don't You don't have to have some guy come to your house with a bunch, bunch of metal forks to tune yeah. a guitar. Yeah, no, no. But that that was the reason, she, that, which is so cute to me. The reason she didn't buy me a guitar is because it was out of tune at a garage sale. Rip. But then she ended up buying me that red one hanging on the wall. And that was, like... Is that one nicer? No, it's a, it's a Squire Strat. It's, I mean, nicer than the one at the garage sale? Mm-hmm probably not no it's probably on par yeah in fact it's probably a little bit less nice because i feel like as the years go as went on i feel like maybe the original squires are probably better quality than the ones out now because i'm just guessing but i feel like they're, they mass produce the squires more than they did probably originally probably yeah because like more and more people that's that's like the universal entry-level guitar <coughs> is like a squire strat i mean i play a squire and i love it some of them are nice though like that's one of the ones that was like really shitty but now they have squires that are uh like higher range my friend plays a a squire jazz master and it's one of the signature series ones where it's like one of the artist signatures and it's pretty nice and i've played on squires that are nice that one i i cannot play anymore because it's like it's the neck it's like made i feel like for beginners like the neck is really short at the top Oh, yeah. So it's like you can't really... It, trying to play like an E chord on it is just... It's... it's. I don't know. I'm spoiled by having slightly nicer guitars, so there's no reason for me to even go back and try to play it, but... You said you play a square. Like, what kind? It's a Jaguar. Oh, really? Yeah. Those are sick. Yeah, I like it a lot. I had my friend do, like, a few little, like, modifications to it. Nothing crazy. I think we just, like, put a better bridge in, like, sanded down the neck. And not a whole much, not a whole lot else. I did want to, like, change out the tuners, but apparently they were fine. If... That's one thing I do, I want to do with, like, all my guitar. Another thing you can do that's cheap is changing out the saddles. Like, you got these, like, these black saddles. They're graphite saddles, and, like, once I did that, like I ch- changed out the nut and I changed out the saddles on most of my guitars, and I never break strings ever. Yeah, I mean, I I almost never break strings. It's, I think the the last time I broke string, it was like I was changing my strings. Yeah, broke or something. That's the worst too, because it's like when you break one of the new strings as you're putting it on. Well, it was one of the old ones. Oh, well, that's uh, that's no big deal. No, you know, I'm I'm completely confused. I don't remember the last time I broke a string. If I'm being honest. That's lucky. I broke a string. Last bro- string I broke was like. It was funny. It was the first string I ever broke on like my super nice strat, 
and it was i was during the first song i was playing and it threw the entire guitar out of tune but i was like too awkward to like stop the song so which probably in hindsight would have been a better idea no was it during a show yeah were there very many people watching you no not really doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all honestly even if there are a bunch of people watching you they they might have they might notice you broke string but uh, i don't think yeah i don't think anyone can actually tell when things are going wrong unless they're going terribly wrong yeah yeah in my mind it doesn't matter because like if it's if something's going slightly wrong everything's going terribly wrong that's how I feel, you know, I'm like, oh no, like this, this one string is slightly out of tune. Everybody hates this, you know, like, it, it, which is, you know, not how it works in the real world. I totally get that. Yeah. I feel like things are always going slightly wrong for me when I'm playing like this that pedal. Be part of it though. Yeah. Like this pedal doesn't sound the way I want it to, or my guitar is definitely out of tune or my voice isn't cooperating or I just played a wrong note. Yeah. I mean that that's part of like the rock and roll quote unquote. I feel like that that there's something to that that people like, I feel like. Yeah. Like the authenticity of it and like the I mean, as an artist or whatever, you're probably like, Well fuck, I wanna be perfect, <laughs> you know, like it's not That's pretty much impossible. Right, right, right. But it's it's just funny to me, it's like ironic that some of the things that like make it endearing to the listener are the things that like drive performers crazy like i don't want to fuck this up but then like these little fuck-ups are what make the people watching feel like oh this is like real you know yeah i mean there's been like recordings where i've like fucked up and then heard it played back and like the fuck-ups kind of sounded good and i was like i'll keep that i don't know how to play that fuck up but i'm gonna keep it in the recording yeah yeah I've, i've got a couple of those too and i have a couple uh parts where like i was lucky enough to fuck up in a way that's like easily replicable so i was like oh okay i fucked that up but that sounds cool and i can i can do that so i'll just and then it just changes the part we're like okay now i do this but i i like i like having that in recordings like little fuck ups or like little noises at because i'm so bad like whenever i get done tracking something i immediately start talking like so like yeah there's, there's always like little bits of like the, the song ending and then me talking so, like, I'll just leave that because I'm so self-conscious about whatever take I just did. So, I'll be like, and, all right, yeah, well, I fucked up that part, like, literally, like, that fast. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, shit, I always feel like I have to qualify every mistake I make and shit. It's just annoying. But, uh, bombastic dream pussy. I've never thought I would say those words in a row. And, like. <laughs> Neither thought, did I. I thought it was, like, the coolest fucking name when I saw it. I was like, oh, it's ballsy. I like that. What did, like, what is, where did that come from? Like, I'm, I'm, you have to have been asked this like a million times, so I apologize for like the redundancy of it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, first of all, I used to smoke a lot of weed. Okay. So, I mean, you trade in instruments for weed, so I kind of gathered that. Yeah, not so much these days, but back in the day. Um, I wrote a poem, um, I think like about five years ago for like one of my creative writing classes okay that was called technicolor dream pussy and i thought it was really funny uh and then i just like got really high one night and i was like hanging out with my ex and just came up with like this stupid name bombastic dream pussy and like that the original idea was it was gonna be like 
taking samples from like just like porn and like just bad things <laughs> and like make songs out of it which we never ended up doing but i moved to ferndale in 2016 and i had like my band back in mount pleasant that i played with and obviously we kind of broke up and i wanted to keep doing music so i was like well i'll just start like playing songs by myself and i need a name and i already have this like I already have this, like, Facebook page and, like, Bandcamp account created. I might as well just use that for a while until I come up with a better name. But a lot of people liked it, so I just ended up keeping it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's mostly just a joke. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, I, it would have been really hilarious if you had, like, some super deep, like, artistic explanation for it. Absolutely not. Yeah. I just like the way it sounds. Yeah, that would have been fucking hilarious. I was, like, half hoping for it, but I, I figured it was just kind of, like... Uh, some sort of like a humorous sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want, I could say like, you know, like manic pixie dream girl pussy. But <laughs> no, just just a stupid joke. What does the word bombastic mean? It's like it's a really good way to describe um, f- uh, political figures. Certainly, like. Uh, and I, I hate to bring it up or, like, relate myself to him in any way because we're not even remotely the same. But, like, Donald Trump yeah. is an incredibly, like, bombastic speaker. Like, he just says stuff that sounds, like, to him, at least, and his followers, like, good. Like, okay. it's um like it's very, like, high-sounding things, like, very inflated. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, just... Exaggerated. Lots of, uh... It's, kind of dramatic like theatrical almost yeah my favorite words of all time hyperbolic for sure (laughs) like every time i say hyperbolic i want to say hyperbolic time chamber or some shit but like yeah it really just it just means exaggerated but yeah that's sweet like how long have you been playing uh shows under that um like two years oh two years okay yeah what are like some of uh some of the influences like i not not to like make yourself directly compare yourself to other bands, but like if if when if someone were to do like a four fans of type thing, what do you what would you think? Um, I think ooh, that's kind of tough. Probably like Nirvana in a way. Um, I don't think I really sound anything like Nirvana, but sort of just that that attitude, I guess. Like grungy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I've got Nirvana. Um. Fiona Apple, as far as like that, just that like f- fucked up emotion. Um, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. For sounds. And, ooh, the last one. I don't know. Probably like Slow Dive or My Bloody Valentine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely like. I see what you're saying with like the smashing pumpkins with like the sounds and shit like that like noisy kind of yeah do you have like a bunch of pedal board like a like a big pedal board sort of thing or not really i actually don't have very many pedals i had try to keep it kind of basic financially have to yeah yeah but like i'm not i'm not very smart with pedals like some people are just like so good at that stuff but yeah me, I just I I like I like what I like, and I'll keep it there. Like I use an overdrive fuzz, like 
chorus or flanger and delay. Yeah. yeah, like I, I financially is right. I wish I could get more into them, but because I have a bunch of different pedals, I'd love to have, but it's they're all like at least one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, like the ones I want. But yeah, it's like some people's pedal board is just like kind of over the top. Oh, for sure. Like Wit's pedal board has a mind of its own. And like, <laughs> it has like its own zip code. I feel like it's fucking huge. And um, it's all like synced up to Ableton and shit like that. When people go so, so deep into their pedals that like it's like actually run through a computer and shit. I'm like, dude, how, how do you have time? I don't to, to learn that that I mean I didn't know he did that that's actually really cool yeah yeah so like he has it set up it's 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 awesome so it's like set up I'm pretty sure to where like they're playing to like a click and everything and that and the um the pedal board is run through this MIDI controller so that like he doesn't have to hit the pedals they just switch at the right time sweet so like yeah yeah and like he can he has them there if, if he wants to and even if this isn't exactly how wit does it like this is how like this exists in the world you know like people do this all the time but like yeah it just it hits that perfect that point of the song and then the pedals automatically like three will turn off another three or something will turn on it's just like you have it preset to like exactly the settings you want for each part but for me i don't i don't like that i think partially because it's like intimidating yeah i i don't know it sounds pretty fun i would also just like like to play someone's pedals like if that makes any sense like here you you hit the guitar and then i'm gonna like turn the knobs on here and see what happens yeah or the other way around yeah no that i've done that before like when i'm bored like if if i'm over at my friend's house and they're jamming or something and i don't have anything to play i'll just see what i can do with like their pedals and things like that while they're playing I've been doing a lot of like effects on my vocals too. Not not yeah. so much for BDP for um, like this different project I'm in with my friend Ethan, um, but putting like running my vocals like through a mixer like into like a bunch of pedals. So I use like a phaser, my like Ibanez like chorus flanger and delay. That stuff's fun. Yeah, like I I have a vocal pedal that I use for like every show. And, but it's really basic, but it's sweet because it's like, it's got like built-in tone controls on it. So like, there's like a built-in EQ and then like my, and it's only like, I got it for a hundred bucks and it was like mild uh, pitch correction. Like you can set how much pitch correction to where like, I, I keep it on like very subtle Yeah. to, to where it, like, if I get a little pitchy, it'll, it'll correct it, but you can like set it all the way to like auto tune basically. Oh yeah. It just turned me into a robot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But it's got, like, delay and reverb, too. So, like, certain parts, if I want reverb, I just... I mean, delay, I just hit it and echoes and shit. It's kind of fun. I'm, like, that's another thing. Like, I've been wanting to get into more vocal effects, but it's it's just a lot to... It's a lot to deal with when you're trying to remember... You're trying to remember your lyrics. You're trying to remember, like, the melodies and then the things you have to play on guitar and then the pedals you have to hit on guitar. And it's just, like, a lot. And if you're like adding vocal effects to that, it just seems like I shy away from a lot from hard work sometimes, I guess. It's weird that you would, I guess, have trouble remembering your lyrics. I think sometimes I re- remember my lyrics too well and like mess up because I'm like so not even thinking about them that I just like switch my verses around. Oh. I'm like, oh shit. 
Yeah. Like, at this point, I don't really struggle with it that much, but there's definitely been times where, like... Because I'll try to think too hard because I'm constantly, like, editing them. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I'll... I'll switch like one word in a in a line or something and I'll get so caught up trying to remember what that switch was supposed to be or I'll sing it the old way and then I'll realize it right after that like I didn't sing the right word and that's, that that'll fuck me up. That's so frustrating. Yeah. And it's another one of those things where no one fucking notices or cares. Well, half the time they can't even understand what you're singing because everyone's PA, like, especially if you're playing house shows, like, everyone's PAs are a little iffy. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that's really frustrating sometimes. Like, I, I love the, like, the energy of house shows and stuff. Yeah, but you can't hear yeah. the singer. Yeah. And, like, there's some bands that, like, the music they're playing is, it's kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't hear the vocals that much because it's just like loud punk rock or whatever. But for me, it's like, I think the vocals are kind of important, I guess. Yeah. Like, like the music is, is, isn't, music is written so that the vocals are supposed to stand out more. It's not just like loud guitar the whole time, which is its own thing that like sort of, which plays, you know, like people, people dig it. And I like certain bands like that too, but my, least favorite thing is when you're playing a house show and like you can't there's no vocal monitors at all and you can't hear yourself at all yeah i've just accepted it at this point like if my voice sounds bad then well fuck it i guess yeah i i'm kind of i like my stuff loud i like loud guitars i like loud bass i like loud drums and i don't I would prefer not to have to turn down for my vocals to be heard. Yeah. And I just wipe my hands of it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to hear what I'm saying. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you use like earplugs and things like that? Yeah. Play? I've I'm I'm pretty um anal about it for myself. I didn't used to be and now my hearing's kind of not so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I I just see my dad who like he wasn't in bands. He just like saw a bunch of shows and like his hearing isn't as good as it used to be and this is evidenced by how loud the tv always is but like i'm like if he has had any sort of hearing loss then like i better be johnny on the spot about this shit because i'm going to a lot of shows and i'm playing a lot of shows like i need to be better about it but i found one thing that like was awesome is that if you get the nice earplugs you can hear yourself singing better yeah like you can hear your voice inside your head yeah definitely which sort of makes up for the uh even the shitty ones i can still hear my like i can also just like sometimes feel the note like in my throat i think that i'm singing and i'm like oh this feels like the right note like i can usually just tell that's that's pretty good i don't yeah i don't think i'm that in tune with it honestly like with yeah with my voice it's like i have to actually be able to hear it yeah but that's nice I had a pair of those nice earplugs, and then I washed and dried them on accident. Oh, yeah. shit. They didn't yeah. really hold up too well after that. Not with the drying, I don't think. Nope. Have you ever seen, like, those, uh... Like, when you say, like, really nice ones, do you mean, like, the like the $20, like, the Heroes ones? Or yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I have right now. But, like, I really want to get, probably, like, for Christmas... Hi, Dad. But uh, I want to get, like, some, um... I just found out my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Better watch my P's and Q's. But, uh... I really want to get those, the ones that, like, you, you actually go to the ear doctor and, like, they'll make a mold of your ear. 
and then they fit perfectly in your ear and it's like perfect attenuation so like it you don't lose any of the frequencies yeah at all it's just like turning the volume down on it that sounds great yeah they're like 250 bucks but they're but they're like lifetime type shit yeah i mean i would have to like tie them to 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 me otherwise (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i would like never want to use them because i'm like well what if i use them and then i lose them it's just like 250 dollars down the drain yeah see that's one of those things too where i'm like okay well if maybe i could get something for christmas from somebody and i that's what i always like reserved i'll get like one nice thing for christmas or something and that's like the 12 year old child in me like thinking like what do i want for christmas but like things that i wouldn't normally want to spend that much money on myself and i just know i never would i'll just ask for that thing so i have to be like really smart about it but like one year i got sheets for christmas because i'm like i want really nice sheets but i don't want to spend like a hundred dollars on a thing of sheets because that just seems stupid yeah but then like i just yeah i don't know i don't know why i did that but probably could have got like a sweet pedal or something (laughs) no that sounds great i'm i'm right there with you i i mean i sleep on an air mattress right now so i'm not too concerned about sheets (laughs) i feel like a bed would be nice (laughs) yeah you could get one of those i got uh i got a bed for like 150 bucks one time off of uh off of like offer up was it that app it was new no it was not new (laughs) fuck that (laughs) no i'm i'm over the used bed life yeah (laughs) not not rather have a new air mattress than like a used tempur-pedic yes absolutely (laughs) none of that anymore that's funny (laughs) that's what it was is a used tempur-pedic and i was just like fuck yeah i loved it yeah i can did you wait i thought it was illegal to sell used mattresses is it i i don't think you can do that i think you can like trade instruments for drugs either i feel like that's illegal but well <laughs> i mean that wasn't an end, yeah. that wasn't an app so uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah i see what you're saying i if it is illegal uh i don't i mean i don't think it is because like if you go on these apps there's tons of mattresses that's wild yeah i not from a nice home like like i'm saying it like i was buying a dog or something it was it came from a nice home you know the people uh they they didn't strike me as the type who would do a bunch of weird shit with it no blood stains no no blood stains i will my so the reason i'm sleeping on an air mattress is because my apartment that i had last year in the beginning of this year had bed bugs so i'm pretty weird pretty weird about all that stuff now like if I'm sleeping in a new place, it's just the just a just a roller coaster of anxiety. Oh God, I hear you. Yeah. One time, like I was, I just subleased this apartment. This one? No, no. Oh. Like back when I was going to U of M, like I I was a subleaser at this place where like a bunch of these uh, like law students live, but they were all gone. And just my luck, the three months I was there during the summer, like place got infested with bed bugs, which happens to like old places like that yeah it happens all all over the place yeah and it has nothing to do with like the tenants at all it's like you can't be dirty and then the bed bugs are just like on the phone with each other like hey this place is filthy go check it out oh yeah that's just not how it works it has nothing to do with cleanliness right but like they tried to sue me over the place getting bed bugs because i refused to pay for the exterminator that's like on the landlord yeah 
<laughs> yeah, but like the, the the landlord was trying to make them pay, and so they were trying to make me pay, and I was like, no, dude. Shouldn't they know? Like they're law students. Yeah, and I straight up told me, well, you're, you'll have to sue me, dude. Like if you want money for this shit, and they were like threatening me and stuff. I'm like, dude, just. <laughs> fucking landlord like you said i don't know that was <sighs> bedbugs suck it was the worst it's absolutely the worst and i thought i got them another time when i was living at my grandma's but it turns out i had poison oak <laughs> oh that's <laughs> never did you i sorry but like how relieved were you to get poison oak? i know <laughs> i know once i realized what it was i was like oh fuck thank god yeah Oh, my mom's house is infested with those, like, beetles that look like ladybugs. Oh, the little, like, uh, yeah. And, I can't remember what they're called. But. And I was just like, wow, how relieved am I that my mom has a beetle infestation? Yeah. And not bed bugs. Yeah. Because when they're dead and their, like, wings fall off, they look like them. Oh, really? Yeah. It just scared the shit out of me. Oh. Yeah, I've never seen, I've never, like, seen bed bugs. One time, like, I thought I had lice, too, and I was, like, I made the mistake of, like, Googling what they were. That's what, like, when I was in, like, sixth grade. I actually did have lice when I was in first grade. Oh, really? And then a bunch of friends, my friends got lice when I was 22. That was rough. That just sucks. That's what happens when you work with kids, though. Oh, yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Fuck, man. Like, can you imagine being a teacher? Like, for, like, elementary school kids? Like, all the shit they're probably bringing to school? Like, you're getting me sick all the time. You're giving me lice. I know. It's fucked up. Well, let me see. I think I got some uh, questions from people. From the interwebs. Let's see. I know EJ Owens, who I went to Central with. No, I went to CMU, too. I I know them. I went, yeah, I went there for uh, one year. Was it horrible? No, it uh, well, it was my freshman year. Oh, geez. And uh, me and EJ would just fucking smoke weed. Sweet. Yeah, like by the train tracks, so stereotypical. And like, but we had so much fun. And then we'd like go out in my car and just smoke weed out of like pop bottle bongs. And, like we had this one spot like at the very back of like, like there was like these apartments. I can't remember what they're called, but they're like, uh on the north side of campus okay and we would go back all the way into the back of that apartment complex and when you think about it now it's like where if i was the police and if i was trying to find people smoking weed where would i go probably the back of something yeah you know the most obvious places but that's that's what we would do but let's see i smoked a lot of weed at island park and the cemetery Oh, that's, yeah, that's like. I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's like super stereotypical too, but like that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Okay, they ask, well, three, okay. Favorite song to play live? Ooh. Um, Blood on My Bike Seat, probably. Also, really like any of the songs from the Spaghetti House EP to play live as well. And then, number two, more reverb? No. <laughs> I actually, I actually kind of like. I I have a, a a messed up relationship with reverb. Do we want to go into that? Um, just like <laughs> it's like live sound when like this sound like person like puts a bunch of reverb on my vocals without asking, and I'm like, no, I don't want this. Oh, I like 
give me like a little hint of it hint yeah. of reverb and i don't even have a reverb pedal like i'll put it like my amp has like a built-in reverb but i'll put it on like two yeah like, that's enough otherwise it just gets super muddy yeah well, i like having the option of having a fuck ton of reverb but like i'll tell the sound person the same thing like hey i want a little bit of reverb on my vocals because i use a pedal if i want more reverb i'll hit the pedal i'll turn it on yeah and same with my amp like i i do have a reverb pedal though so i, I keep the reverb all the way down to my amp and because when i do use a reverb i want I want to be reverb the fuck out you know like i but i also want the option to do because there's parts where i play like completely clean completely like dry sounding yeah definitely um and then third question favorite band to be on the same bill as um probably parkway in columbia because that means i get to <laughs> get also to play. play in parkway <laughs> that's sweet have you, i've asked this question a lot but like have you had any shows where like you were on the same bill as somebody and it was like surreal because it's like maybe you maybe you never thought you'd play a show with them or like it was just like one of the coolest people to play with um, n- never anything like super surreal, but I think the best time that I've ever had was when, um, I was on tour with Parkway and we went to Loud House in Louisiana. Yeah. Shout out Loud House. They rock. Um, love you, Cass. Um, but we got, t- we played with, um, Great Death and then drank a bunch of hot beers and it was bunch of hot beers yeah a bunch of hot beers uh that was a lot of fun me and jacob slept on the couch and i woke up with his feet entirely in my face <laughs> but yeah oh, entirely in your face yeah i don't think uh not seeing any more questions don't feel bad though because that's usually i get zero questions so the fact that you got three hell even, yeah even if it's from the same person that's pretty fancy like, have you done any touring with uh, with BDP? Uh, me and Joe Kaminsky from Labor Day Weekend went on a little solo weekender this summer. We, okay. Yeah, so we went to Grand Rapids, then we went to Chicago, then to Lansing, and then we finished up in Detroit. That's cool. Yeah. It's like one of the coolest, whether this band or like another band, like what was one of the coolest venues that you played? Um. Oh, shit like out of, out of town sort of thing out of town yeah oh my god i've been doing this for a long time so there's a lot of them um there was this place in boyne that i played with the first band i was ever in um called delightfuls um but the the venue i think was called the drunken goat or like the <laughs> thirsty goat or something like that I don't remember what it was called, but it was like upstairs. We got free food. I think we got free drinks. And it was just really nice and like really fun. But um, on the Parkway tour in March, we played at this place in Nashville. And oh, fuck, I don't remember what it's called. I think it had Wolf in the title. Shit. I love Nashville. Well, it was it, the place was huge, and we just like randomly got like a huge crowd in there oh, for really? our set. And yeah, it was like big. It was dark. It was weird. It was kind of divey. They had a huge porch, like that was like kind of up on a hill, like looking out to like the street and like the parking lot below. So I got to like spy on people. It's fun stuff. That's cool. You know, it's you mentioned like the having like a really big crowd that makes me reminds me of something like. 
it's almost like especially like in the diy music scene like when you're playing shows that are not like big headliner names a lot of times i notice like the first or second band will have the best crowd they'll have a way better crowd than like the quote-unquote headliner yeah like i played a show just recently at new way bar which i'll get into that because i saw that you're playing that soon um but we were the second band and we had and i'm not attributing this to us by any means but we had probably the best crowd because like the show was just kind of started like i would i would choose to play second every show ever definitely you know like the show just started people aren't aren't like fatigued from the music yet and like people are just excited about it and then by the end of it there were bands that were like the quote-unquote headliners that maybe had like three quarters of the crowd half the crowd that we did and i was just like wow i'm glad no one really knows my band that much because i just had a way better like audience than the people who are supposed to be you know bigger on the headline i'm bigger on the bill anyways yeah that's why we always do a touring sandwich local sandwich i mean where the local is the bread and the tour is the meat the yeah touring bands the meat yeah yeah that makes i mean that makes sense i remember when i first started playing though like i was so naive and i feel like so many bands make this mistake but they want to be like the headliner you know because they think that means something no but yeah and then i remember we the it only took me one show to realize that you don't want to play last nope and yeah so like we by the by the time it was our turn like people just kept leaving and shit and i'm like oh cool yeah this is what it means to be a headliner sweet want to play either second or second to last but definitely not last yeah but yeah we're playing last on friday and how many bands are on the bill though because that makes a difference too four four yeah yeah four is four is a bit much honestly like i think three is the perfect three's good yeah but four especially if there's like like if most of them are locals at least with like four or more you're still gonna get like more of a crowd because you know mm-hmm. you know even if even if each band only brings like three people you still are gonna play to the people in the other bands yeah unless if they're you know smoking outside during your set yeah yeah right <laughs> I, yeah that's the one thing like where i feel like okay well we need to add more bands we need to get it to at least four because then you want you want the crowd to be bigger sort of thing but yeah yeah i prefer i prefer three bands just because people will be way more likely to stay and watch i don't know it's a weird like sort of give and take when it comes to that yeah plus i want people to be able to play more than like 20 minutes 25 minutes i know that's like a big thing right now like oh you should only play like 20 minutes i'm like fuck that like why i want to give you like i like your music i want you to play like 35 minutes 40 minutes yeah i'm like most of my sets they're like 25 27 minutes yeah like i would love to play like a 30 35 minute set I think, yeah, I think it, uh, that too just kind of depends on how many bands are playing. And the type of music. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't, like, I probably couldn't deal with, like, a punk band playing, like, a 35-minute set. Yeah, because it's, like, kind of the same. Yeah. Like, throughout, like. But, I don't know, take someone like, like, Taurus Moon. I'm like, yeah, I want to watch you play for, like, 40 minutes. Like, right. Because all your stuff is, like, your your songs are long and your stuff's all different, so. Yeah, yeah. Like for for my band, it's easy to play twenty five minutes 
because that's like four songs yeah <laughs> you know like our like our shortest song is probably like just over four minutes yeah my songs are all long yeah like i love it like i, I love like atypical song structures like Definitely. things like that like i think of the song as like a god this, this is gonna sound so pretentious but like as like a journey sort of thing where like it starts in one place and then it just ends in a completely different place a lot of times yeah and it isn't about like just structuring it in like the, the standard like pop or punk sort of verse chorus verse chorus kind of thing yeah where i mean not that there's not merit to that obviously it's tried and true doing that like and that's the easiest way to write a catchy tune or whatever but i don't know it's not really into that so much it's been like a year since i've written like a typical like pop song structured song yeah i'm like trying to actually write one like I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write a verse, chorus, verse, chorus song. Yeah. Well, I guess I should just say verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Bridge outro. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I haven't done that in a long time. And the outro is just a version of the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, usually I just write, like, verse, instrumental, verse, instrumental, something completely different. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever like, actually think about, like what the next part you want to be as terms of like okay after this there's going to be a verse or after this can be a chorus or is it just like the next part it's always just the next part yeah yeah and like i'll write songs like separately from themselves like i'll write one part of a song and i'll be like oh this is nice and then two weeks later i'll write something else completely different on guitar and i'll be like this would sound nice with that other yeah, thing yeah and then i just kind of smash them together yeah yeah i've done that hope they sound all right yeah like sometimes I wonder too. Like most of the songs I write, they're written in like in one one sitting. Like if I'm writing with a drummer, it'll just it'll start to just take shape. Like I'll I'll start with a part that I really really like. I'm like, oh fuck, this needs to be something, and then I'll just get in the zone and kind of go into like the flow state, and we'll just like part after part of part. They'll just keep coming, and then all of a sudden five it's like five and a half minutes long i'm like okay well this is probably done now yeah i always wonder like if if the songs would be better if if i put more thought into like an extended period of time like over the course of like a couple weeks like trying to like structure them more or if i always going back and forth like if it would be better to do that or if it's better to just have it the way it all just like kind of came out of me and having it be like the most natural yeah thing I mean, I'll never know because I'll never not do it the way I do it. Probably like I'll always just do it the the way it just comes out. But I always just like wonder, like, I wonder if this could be better if I put more thought into it. I have one song that took me three years to write. I start, well, two years. I started writing it in 2016, I think, and just could never come up with lyrics for it. And yeah. I just, so I just had like, the like two parts for it and one day i was like in my apartment i just like sat down started playing that part wrote lyrics to it and then just like out of nowhere like finally like did the the last part for it and wrote the lyrics for that and i was like oh shit i finally finished this song yeah that i never thought i was gonna finish yeah so like i guess sometimes i have i've had that a couple times but like normal it'll so like i'll have a guitar part or i'll have like a, a multiple guitar parts that i know sound good together yeah. but i never play them in the same order they're just like jams that i know go together yeah so like when i'm like improving with a drummer or something like i'll just play those parts in any particular in whatever particular order but once when it comes to actually writing them into a song 
it'll be because like in one day everything just happened perfectly yeah so it's like i wrote it all out and then now it's a song after just one day of work most of my songs don't end up like finally being like having the structure like how many times i do this how many times i do that until i write lyrics like the lyrics in a weird way are kind of the skeletons to my songs oh that's interesting because otherwise i'm just like noodling around and like i've just got all these like yeah guitar parts that aren't doing anything together. no that that's that's interesting like i was that's that was gonna be like my next question was like when do the lyrics come they i mean yeah they come after the guitar parts but but then they'll they'll change like the length of the guitar parts and things like that yeah oh yeah that's a different way to do it look to me anyways like i like the music is always like almost always first like i have i have one song and it's, it's taking me forever to like do anything with it because like i wrote it out as like a poem and i had like the the melody of the words in my head but like nothing written yeah. i just wrote a full song with just lyrics but then i realized like oh this is in order to turn this into a song like i'm gonna have to play like kind of the same guitar part over and over and it's not gonna really sound like one of my songs so like normally what I do is like I write everything out. The song will be like done, done, done. And like then I'm like restricted to what lyrics I can write. And then I'll write the sort of the vocal melody in my head. And then I have to think of words that fit the melody rather. That's I mean, that's the easiest way for me to do it. Yeah. Because otherwise, like I have to give myself confines like that because if I don't, it'll I'll just never I'm too ADD. Like I'll never get anything done. Like if I'm just left my own devices i guess yeah i have to like i have to like structure like like well provide structure for myself and like i try to think of the the vocals as like another instrument sort of thing for sure to where like the lyrics oftentimes don't they're not literal like a lot of bands will like write like literal lyrics and they're like more storytelling and things like that that sometimes more accessible but for me like i kind of hide behind them a little bit like i try to make them like more abstract yeah i keep mine kind of vague like i i definitely try to have like i i like i love imagery and like sensory detail and i try to have like very concrete like things that i'm saying but i don't like them to come right out and say what i'm singing about yeah so i kind of hide behind like metaphor and all that junk i mean there's like a few songs where it's like pretty obvious what i'm singing about and if you don't get it then i there's no hope for you yeah 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 but like other stuff i'm like i don't even know what i'm singing about here yeah i don't know what the song's about whatever that's kind of cool though because if if people i don't know how much people like really get into lyrics anymore like i do but i'm sure other people do but like you take a song like that or whatever where you really don't have a whole lot of idea what it's even about it would be so cool for like someone to come up to you and be like oh i love this song because it like it means this or whatever and yeah what are you gonna tell them no yeah no definitely i'm like yeah the songs it's it's yours really i mean yeah it's 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 it means whatever you want it to mean yeah it, it means this to me but it's okay if it doesn't come out like that right like i've said this before like one of my uh one of the comedians i listen to he always says like you own only you only own like 50 percent of like what of your art yeah because like the audience owns the other half yeah it's and theirs yeah i i i've never been this way and like but you know there's got to be people out there that like 
someone comes up to them and be like, oh, I love this song because this is what it means to me. And they'll be like, oh, no, that's not what it is, though. Uh, well. And it's like, well. They just said, like, this is what it means to me. Yeah. Like, It's like, why would you want to, like, take something away from somebody? Yeah. You know, like, if someone enjoyed your music for a certain I mean, I don't think that's common, but I definitely got to imagine that there's some people that have made that mistake. Yeah. I took a lot of poetry classes at CMU. Um, oh, okay. And they... You know, we spent a lot of our time like reading poetry and like not really like kind of like interpreting them, but more just like trying to figure out like maybe what the author was going for, but then completely throwing that away and just say, you know, yeah. this, this is what I'm getting from it. Yeah. And everyone has, everyone reads it and they're like, whoa, I had something completely different. Yeah. No, that's cool. Like I, I creative writing was my minor. I, I loved taking like the creative writing classes like poetry seminars were my favorite too oh which pro- which professors did you take uh well no this was at u of m oh okay i thought yeah. maybe you might have taken some of the classes at CMU. no I, I didn't i only i took the coolest class i took at cmu was like a theater class but it was like it was uh we like read poems and stuff but we like we like did performance pieces with like pieces of literature was it like interpretative reading I, it might have been. Yeah, I, I was smoking class. so much weed. I don't fucking remember. But <laughs> yep. like, it was it was fun. That was like a fun one. And like the teacher told me like I needed to take theater classes, like actual theater classes and stuff. And I did not. I just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can't remember what I was gonna say. Fuck. Oh, but yeah. But it was it was always so cool that like just to see like different people's interpretations. And then we started writing poems and like. I really, really liked hearing what people had to had to say about like the things I was writing, but the, but then there were the people that would write things, and I would be like, sometimes I think it can go too extreme to where people can try to write things that sound really vague, and yeah. they think they're being super artistic when literally it does just make zero sense. Like, there has to me, like, you can't just write a bunch of nonsense down. Yeah. And, like, I mean, there isn't really any feeling there. I mean, yeah. I like, I guess it's fun to read if it, like, if it sounds cool. Yeah. To, like, say out loud, but, like, at a certain point, like, I want this to mean something either to you or to me. Yeah. And I think there's, like, a, a really, there's definitely an art form to, like, saying things that mean a whole lot to you but that meaning isn't necessarily clear to whoever's reading it but there's enough sort of structure there that they can take it and make it mean something to themselves like if you can do that that is like that's like right in that sweet spot to me towards like you it, it has the significance to you you don't feel like you're watering it down but also it's not in your face like you know to the people listening to where like Sometimes I think like if lyrics are too personal and they're way too specific to somebody, then it's like, well, how much room is left for me to really enjoy it? Yeah. When it's just like all about something that's specifically your life and your life only. It could only ever be yours. I, I mean, I guess it just depends. I mean, there's always going to be someone that can relate to it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. I just I just like when there's like enough. And if, and if it's a good performance, then yeah you know like even just like a vocal performance then i mean if you're moved by it then yeah oh yeah and i think at the end of the day like that's going to be way more important than like the lyrics is like how how you perform them yeah because you could take like lyrics 
and just read them and it doesn't mean a whole lot or it's just kind of like oh these are just so they, these are just what they are it's no big deal and then you see someone the way it's performed and you're like holy fuck i never knew that sentence could mean so much yeah it gives it life yeah and that's cool that you like take that into consideration because those those tend to be like my favorite artists are the ones that like there's potential that i could go to a show and like be like overcome with emotion and things like that like i've definitely shamelessly like teared up at shows before like where i was just uh, i mean i'm an easy crier by the way yeah like i i just have like too much empathy and like i'm constantly just like the potential is always there for me to just start tearing up at something but like when something that i like makes me do it i love it that's it's like you got me you know (laughs) that's my favorite but uh let me see what was i gonna say are you so you said you were gonna record and then you lost your job yep and now you got two jobs yeah so are you on any sort of schedule to get back into recording and nope i have no money so oh, yeah. <laughs> and i really need some of that i might like ask around um just like like hey can i like borrow an interface and a microphone and just record like just some like acoustic garbage stuff yeah just, just because i love recording and i like I like experimenting with it but, like i don't have any of the yeah the tools to do it except for like i did some garage band recordings on my phone oh okay and i released some of them <laughs> and they're kind of embarrassing but uh whatever it's good to have just something out though yeah like i'm going through that right now where like i've been working so much on this um well not working so much on this ep but it's going to cost so much to do it yeah and like i currently have zero music out to where it's like i just need to throw something together and just have it out yeah like i'm just gonna do like you were kind of saying i'm just gonna do an acoustic ep like a little acoustic sampler that way people just have something to listen to yeah while i'm like working on the ep that's gonna just take way too long and like be way overdone and yeah like listen to this yeah yeah. and imagine it with drums and bass and a whole bunch of other crap yeah it's almost like an appetizer yeah you know and that's kind of what i I have like two songs done on guitar and it's just a matter of like doing the vocals and like I live in an apartment, yep. you know, like my roommate's really cool about it. Like he doesn't care and he's like, he likes music and stuff. And like, so he's always really chill about like bands coming over and just like singing in the next room and shit. But I don't know. It's self-conscious recording yeah. vocals yeah. when you know people are around. Like, I don't want you to hear me like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It's like, I need to like, in order for it to be a good recording, I need to get, like, really emotional about it, too. Like, I have to, like, get in the zone and, like, mean it. Yep. And it's hard. It's so awkward to do that in front of somebody who it means nothing to. Yeah. You know, and, like... And, like, if it's just your vocals, it's... I don't know. That's, like, really taken out of context. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, I just imagine that because you have your headphones. Yeah. You know, and then they don't hear that. They just hear you, blah, you know, and... <laughs> Like one time I was this I was so mortified. I was at my grandparents and they have like a they have like a guest house and I was in the guest house and uh but it's just like this little shack kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, and it's really close to the main house and like I was in there recording vocals for a demo a long time ago. There's this part where I was like screaming and I came back to the normal house and my grandpa was like, "Why were you screaming?" You oh jeez. And I was just like 
it's, trying to explain to like your grandfather like oh it's, it's art art papa <laughs> right like he was cool about it like once he understood but it was just so embarrassing to know that they heard me the whole time oh lord i just felt so tiny and just like oh no <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah I'm, I'm really not looking forward to finishing the vocals with nick diener because like i just well at least like, your grandpa won't be there to ask you when you're screaming <laughs> right right it's just like somebody so self-conscious about somebody who was like doing it in front of somebody who was successful and like also probably doesn't care about like what I'm doing. And it's just like, cause then there's the element of like, you want them to like you because they're, they're good, you know, like in, in, in your mind, it's like, Oh, this person is like, well established, like they're professionals. Like you want them to like you. And that ironically is the worst thought you can have when you're trying to like put on a good performance is like oh i hope they like me yeah i mean that's why when you're i don't know when you're with someone or like around someone that you maybe like admire or something you just ignore them just don't even talk to them just pretend they don't exist just kind of be an asshole yeah yeah (laughs) no i there's something to that though like that's that's terrible advice. Don't do that. No, but I, I not being being an asshole. I, I see, but there's there is the thing though that like, if you listen to celebrities or whoever, like I've, I've listened to certain podcasts with comedians, and like they'll talk about what makes them the most comfortable around people is when like they're around a fan who just doesn't say it. Yeah, and they just treat them like a normal person. Yeah, I definitely try to do that. So, like, not being an asshole. Yeah. But, like, if you meet your heroes and just don't talk to them about the fact that they're your hero and you just, maybe you don't even talk to them at all. But, like, if, if a conversation does come up, you just talk to them about, like, real life shit, like, just normal stuff. Like, like whatever's happening in the room or something. Yeah. Talk about that or, like, what normal people talk about instead of just gushing over them. Yeah, no, I hate that. Yeah, it's... It's weird. And like sometimes even if people tell me like they like my podcast, I don't know how to really respond that much other than like, oh, that's cool. Fucking weird that you like it because it's just I because I feel like I'm just shooting the shit. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you like it. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, don't not tell me that you like it because I I like hearing it. But I never know. I I feel so like self-conscious all of a sudden like oh shit you listen to this stuff oh yeah i can't i can barely take a compliment or anything uh i was at one of my jobs this week and i was just like talking about music with like one of my coworkers, and he was like oh what's your band's name and i like told him he was like oh i like heard of you and i was like i just felt like exposed i was like yeah you listen to my music (laughs) you know my lyrics you know what i'm singing about yeah oh shit yeah it can be weird it's like really it's puts you in a really vulnerable state like i still haven't had any of my parents come to a show oh it's my mom's always like oh should i come to the show i'm like no it's in a basement it's in a basement you won't want to and i'm just like yeah she's come to a few and like i think she likes it but i don't know if if I were a mother and like this were my kid like singing these songs, I would be concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I feel the same way. Like, do your uh like does your mom know like your band name and everything? Oh yeah. And it's like she pretty cool. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah. That's good because I feel like that could obviously go either way. 
Yeah. You know? No. Like, if, if she wasn't cool, I, she wouldn't know about this project. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But even me, like, In a Daydream is, like, a fairly innocuous band name, I feel like. And I'm still, like, just embarrassed yeah. to, like, tell my family. And I'm, because, like, I'm afraid, like, my my uh, my dad and, like, my aunts and uncles are, like, come from the generation where, like, not that the whole generation is like this, but if you show any emotion, they're like, gay, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, yeah, if, if that's your standard, then my music's gay as shit, <laughs> you know? Because it's just like, yeah, it's very much emotional. So, like, my uncle asked me, oh, what's your band name? And I was like, oh, it's In a Daydream. And, like, I felt, you know, I, I, I might as well have been called The Lollipops or some shit, you yeah. know? Because that's how, that's how, like, uncomfortable I felt, like, explaining that to somebody who likes Ted Nugent. Oh no! You know what I mean. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I like I, the, not Ted Nugent. I like your band name. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, it's old school. It's from back then. I mean, I was. I'm so happy that I still like it. I like. I wrote. I came up with it when I was in like like a sophomore in high school. So and now I'm actually playing shows under it, which is fucking weird. It's been over 12 years. Yeah. Since like I actually came up with it. Now I'm just now. Cause I, I had to like go through some failures with other bands and like get over this. Like there was the longest time. Like I started writing music when I was 16, didn't start playing live until I was 27 because of just, I would record a fuck ton of music and I thought it was really good. Like our, our band camp right now has a song I recorded in like high school, wrote in high school, recorded it in college, but it's just not the music we play anymore. Yeah. But we had like a full length album of, songs that were like that that i really really liked a lot but i was so caught up in if i'm gonna play live i have to have everything i need to have because it was just me and a drummer but we recorded it like a full band so i did like bass two guitar parts sometimes three guitar parts vocals shit like that and like well in my mind i was like so i was so like anal about like well I can't play the song live if I don't have two guitar parts because that's the song, you know? And like, I could never find people like trying to find people to play your songs exactly the way you want them to be played, which I'm not like that anymore, but (laughs) good fucking luck. If you're not foo fighters, (laughs) you know, like unless there's like pre like built in success attached to it, people don't want to do that shit. No. So now it's like, my goal is to just, like, I'm still going to record the EP exactly how I want it. Like, I'm going to do everything but the drums. But for recruiting people to play live, I'm going to be like, all right, here's the EP. Like, listen to this and then give me your best interpretation of it, you know, so that they can put their stamp on it. And the live show doesn't need to be an exact replica of the album. Because honestly, like, for people, you can tell me how you feel about this, but like, I feel like if people want the album, they can just listen to the album. Like, I think it's cool when there's like the live show is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So do you, do you like when you record, do you have other people like record parts and stuff too? Or, um, well, I haven't actually done really any full band recordings for this project. So when I do record, um, I'm going to have, Jacob Hanlon play the drums and Anthony Zito play bass. Oh, okay. And then just, if there are other things that I want to do, maybe I'll do them myself. Maybe I'll have someone else yeah. hop on. But th- those two are definitely like, you know, I I write the songs and then I 
I bring the songs in and like they write their parts. Like I don't write anyone's okay for them. That's cool. Like I might have like an idea, like oh maybe like the drums should be like this, but you yeah, know, add your swing to it. Yeah, yeah. That's what's cool. Like with Noah is the kid who plays drums for me right now. You you might have met Noah. I'm not sure. Noah right? Yeah. Play, okay. Yeah. He's cool. Like he'll he'll take my ideas for something because I'll I'll be like all right do this for the drums or whatever, and he'll like you said he'll put his own like taste on it and things like that. Because that's the one thing I can't play is drums. Like only only things I can play are just like strings. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be a good drummer so I can be indispensable yeah (laughs) what like seven bands or something everyone needs a drummer yeah i have always wanted to like play drums and yep if i could if i could play drums i could just i wouldn't need anybody you know like as far as like recording but i kind of like having at least a little bit of collaboration when i'm writing songs yeah it's nice but like as far as everything else like i I always feel bad or like almost feel like pretentious, but like I, I, everything but drums, like I don't want any collaboration when I'm writing because I just, I need to have at least one project where it's like me, yeah. like it's all mine. But then if I'm in other bands or something, I can be completely just like subservient, you know, like I'll just do whatever you want. Like it's, yeah. it's like, it's refreshing to not have to worry about anything and to just play that's that's what i like about parkway it's like i mean i joined after connor home moved to texas yeah so all the bass parts are already written i just had to learn them yeah even for like the new songs like i'm most i'm mostly just learning a bass part that's already written yeah like i can add like some little things but it's mostly just already there like i'm just like the i'm just like the bass robot oh yeah yeah not a robot but like (laughs) right right it's just fun i get to just play play these parts and like go to shows and like go on tour and sing sing backup vocals yeah my voice is cooperating there's probably something to it being nice also that like you're not the feature of it yeah oh i love that yeah like i get to just like be in the background and like sway around like an idiot yeah yeah (laughs) do you feel like do you even feel sometimes like you maybe are able to have more fun when you're playing things that aren't yours yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's Definitely. one thing that like is, is kind of like it's funny to me because I've been th- thinking about playing with a couple different bands and just on guitar. And I realized like I might even have more fun playing someone else's music than my own music. And then I'm just like, what the fuck? It is more fun. There's I mean, I don't have to worry about as much. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about like booking the show. I'm not worried right. about like 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 i don't know correlating whatever coordinating coordinating with everyone like yeah i'm just showing up and doing my stuff yeah no like it can be kind of a nightmare like booking and stuff and like trying to right now it's just me and noah like we just added a bass player kyle but uh we haven't tried to coordinate any practices with him yet and like i'm not looking forward to booking shows like especially when we had a guitar player like four people trying to line up like it's hard enough to just find a show like find a date sometimes to where like now i gotta figure out if three other people have that date available yep 
And imagine doing like a tour, you know, I mean, you've done it, but like, just, oh God, it's just so overwhelming to me to think about like, how are we going to, how am I going to find enough dates to where like all these people are available and they're not playing in another band or something. It's just, I get so much anxiety thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I play a lot of solo shows too, because, because of that, like Jacob is also in Parkway, but he's also in Dogleg, which is, um, really cool but also like really tough to work around and then i'm also in parkway and then i'm doing this like weird like electronic disco thing really we don't really have a name for it yet we're just calling it like just call it that we're calling it like whisker blister for now but whisker blister yeah that's sweet that's like the name that he has like picked for it but like like with like me adding vocals he wants to like a different name i gotcha and then anthony is in B- bdp he's also in space cadet and he's yep. in uh in ship and sail as well so yeah speaking of ship and sail still never seen him play a live show uh as a band really yeah there's been multiple times where like they were supposed to and then i think colin's band just hates him or something they're like nah, i mean i don't actually mean that i just fucking with i fuck with colin all the time but like he always will say like oh no it's just gonna be a solo show and i've been booked with him like three or four times now and it's been solo show every time. Like I, I mean, I've listened to his EP and stuff. Yeah. And I just love the way his songs translate to full band. And I'm sure he'd feel more comfortable playing them when he had a full band. Because there's so many times where it's like I play a show with Colin, and then like right before he'll be like, "I don't want to do this," <laughs> you know? Jeez. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it'll be fine. He's like, the last show we played at New Way, and he was like, "Don't leave. Stand, stand at the front of the stage." <laughs> I was like, "I don't want to do this." I'm like, "You're good, dude." He'll be fine. And he always is, you know. But uh I've been trying to play more solo shows too, just because it's 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 terrifying, but it's also like yeah. I don't know, there's a certain freedom there. Like you can just change something completely on the fly. Just play I don't know, yeah. play one of your parts like a completely different way that you couldn't do it if you were playing with the band because it you might throw them off. Screw everyone up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've been trying to but the thing is, like, I I don't really have any ways that I've come up with yet to, like, fill the songs out playing them solo. Like, I, I would like to be able to, like, have, like, a drum track going or some sort of, like, loop pedal or something like that. But I've just been too lazy about it. Sometimes I just feel like the songs, because I use a lot of effects and things like that. So I feel like just playing the guitar and singing isn't. I mean, people have responded well to the shows I've done like that, but it's just not enough for me. Yeah. It's like, I like what Tyler does when he does like the solo Parkway stuff, when he gets like his, uh, his like his tape player thing or whatever it's called. Like what he, he makes the noises in the background and shit like that. Yeah. I would love to have something like that. I just like, I'm kind of dumb when it comes to extra technology. Yeah. Me, me too. Yeah. I just, I don't know uh oh shit do you mind if i take a photo real fast for the website sure i always forget um and did you want to do a song or did you want to just like send me yeah i'll play a song sweet okay um let me see where we're at time was yeah i should probably wrap it up um did you uh do you want to just like plug any shows are coming up or like plug your whatever you want to plug as far as like how people can find you and all that stuff you can find me on Bandcamp, bombasticdreampussy.bandcamp.com. Make sure you spell it right. Um, also, I keep my Instagram 
pretty well updated with shows instagram and twitter uh it's bombastic dream pussy but take out all the vowels <laughs> you'll figure it out <laughs> yeah it's you just gotta search it it's pretty, yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty simple i mean it's probably a pretty common name but you know eventually yeah. you'll find the right one <laughs> just don't spell bombastic wrong b-o-m-b-a-s-t-i-c yeah i feel like that's a pretty it's straightforward just gotta sound it out and else uh it's been spelled boombastic and bombastic multiple times bombastic i could see because that's that just sounds cool yeah um <sighs> cool and then oh yeah i wanted to get for, real quick oh yeah. have you ever played at new way bar before no playing so, there on friday though i just want you to know that if the sound guy that's normally there is there you're going to love the sound guy sweet because he is if you like characters yeah he's a character is he like tall and skinny i don't think so okay no then, then it's he's, a different guy he's like this old guy he's probably like in his late 50s early 60s i want to say and he's got like white flowy curly hair sweet and uh he's like an ex-rocker you know he kind of looks like he, he's like a welfare sammy hagar <laughs> and uh I should have told him that too but uh he's just he's constantly wearing hawaiian shirts every time i see him and he's just like he's the type of guy who will like brag about things that to someone in his position is really cool but like if they're just not that cool yeah like i i don't know he'll i can't remember anything in particular because it wasn't that important but like i just remember being in the moment thinking like oh yeah this guy's the shit <laughs> but yeah just just have that mindset going in that he's kind of a character and new way bar is kind of cool i mean it's yeah i've done like their open mic a couple times oh okay once or twice all righty well let me uh get you set up with a different microphone and let you rock out sweet 